0: So we have a very special guest and uh, so let me welcome him. His name is Brennan Hamons. He's the founder and CEO of Invio company, internet solution, and then co-founder of Revu Kangaroo, uh, like software solution and Forbes contributor, Hubspot and digital marketer partner. He had a lot of stuff actually, like no one can achieve that much in this life, but yeah, we will all admire that thing. So let me welcome the guy to the game. <laughs>
1: what's going on Hi, guys. Brother. How are <laughs> yeah how you doing happy yeah, anybody brother. watching in america enjoy the 4th of july weekend happy 4th of july but uh yeah glad to be here yeah bro
0: everyone happy 4th july and really excited special day special guest on our first live show really excited brother. uh so whether everyone is online there are already 20 people on this lab really excited so uh guys so uh i think like Brennan don't need any introduction but for the sake of people who are just joining live right now who don't know uh, this guy so like brother i just want to listen to your backstory because i love stories personally like i always listen to people success stories failure story because that's where i learn a lot so i feel like if you could share your personal story like how did you get started what was the thing happening back then it would really help our viewers uh, to learn and inspire from your story
1: Yeah, I cut cut a couple of years off of here since, uh, you know, I got 20 years experience uh, working outside of college. But uh, kind of fast forward, I played football at the University of uh, UNLV in Las Vegas. I I got an opportunity to work for a a media company, the largest one in in Las Vegas, for a number of years um, right out of college. Did well there, selling uh, high-end magazines. And then ultimately ended up going to a newspaper when newspapers were still the cool thing. um, And then ended up going into digital marketing for a Fortune 500 company selling uh, digital products. Uh, From there, about 2010, um, I was actually in the situation where I was one of the top sales producers there and uh, decided to um, start my own agency with a couple other buddies. Um, We ended up not starting an agency together. Um, but ended up starting two different agencies and uh, that was in 2010 and then from there I've kind of catapulted into about five years ago we started a software company as you mentioned review kangaroo which is an online reputation and review management software um, and you know that's kind of the quick version of it but uh, really I guess I'll, I'll add a little bit in context to it is uh, you know when this when we when I started the agency back in 2010 it was, prior to everybody else having an agency so it was it was uh me like network solutions at&t and reach local were like the only like we were competing against like big corporations uh, oh, man. So, like i've seen the dynamic change of people that have started agencies over you know the last 10 years to where it's you know the, the, the barrier of entry is so low and anybody who has, you know, a laptop can essentially get in and try to, you know, call people and stuff. So that's been exciting to see. Um, and at the same time, there's been, you know, a lot of things I've learned and I've seen other people make mistakes on and myself made mistakes on um, through that process as well. So, yeah, it's it's been a journey. Wow. Super cool. So you are one
0: of the, one of the very first movers in the industry of Internet marketing, right? If I'm not wrong, and I have seen I've read about you like. You are one of the killer when it comes to media buying on newspapers, right? So that was amazing. Yeah. And brother, like I have a special question. Like why did you specifically choose internet marketing? Like there are a lot of things where you can do business. Mm-hmm. Like why did you specifically choose internet marketing or like digital solution? <coughs> what, like, what made you to pick this niche special?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So um, when I was in print selling high-end magazines, um, I saw... Number one, I was always interested in the internet ever since I was young and in, as a kid. At, at, right after I got out of high school, I had I got my first computer, so um, that was always an interest for me. And then I went to college, and I was a computer science major at first, and then I changed over to MIS major, which uh, was just a little bit more bl- mix and blend of computer science and business. Um, but I saw this change coming within, you know, after I got into school, where you know I kept reading, all, you know, all these guys are making money online, the dot com era and stuff like that, and I was like. I was like, there's something there. I just don't know how to do it. So my interest was always there to get into it. And it was just a matter of, um, you know, how do I make a lifestyle? How do I make a living out of this? And one of my goals after one of the things that drove me out of corporate America was I was tired of people dictating the terms of my life. And what what that means is, you know, I had a couple of situations where. You know, I, I was in relationships where the other person was out of state. The other, the girl was out of state. And, um, you know, I couldn't move there. I had to wake up early to drive back to get to the office on a Monday morning or, you know, take different flights. And so that always bothered me as somebody being in control of my life. So one of the goals that I had was being able to work from anywhere in the world and make money. Um, and, you know, now that's like the common thing that everybody talks about. But at the time where I was doing it, it was just like this pipe dream that I had to try to figure out. So that was one of the things that motivated me. To, to getting in a digital space is i realized that i only need an internet connection and a computer and if i could figure that other portion out on how to get you know money then you know i had a lot of opportunities that i could do i love traveling so that was one of the things that uh, you know drove my desire to to get into digital marketing definitely that
0: that's insane and i've seen your comment on the corporate lifestyle as well like
1: you don't like it
0: completely, you don't like it, right? So yeah, yeah like uh, like internet entrepreneurs have that advantage of living a laptop lifestyle and having their like dream or like like life of dreams, right? Mm-hmm. And but like, I believe everyone who is uh, like big right now who are already killing it in any space, I think books impact a lot on their life, right? So like, do you have any personal connection with books which you read, like, uh, do, do you have any habit of reading books?
1: Yeah, actually this phone probably has, a ton of books in here right now i I subscribe to audible um and i probably do three yeah i do probably three books a month that i listen to throughout the course of the work week um yeah there's there's just a number of books um one the one thing uh is a book uh that let me uh, ask a quick question yeah like i want your top five list of books
0: which impacted your life because i love to pick like like personal uh, best speakers from other people, which I admire and inspire. At. Like I want your top bits so that I can go through and my interviewers, like people who are on this interview would also allowed to take a list.
1: Okay, uh, well, that's actually interesting. Cause I, like I said, I have a lot in here, um, but <laughs> I would say the one thing um, is probably one of them, I'm just looking through here, uh, Chet Holmes, the ultimate sales machine. That's another one that was really good. Uh, Here's a great one that I just recently read, which was Rocket Fuel. Um, that mm-hmm. one talks about being able to bring in an integrator or uh, bring in somebody to help you leverage your systems and teams. Um, that's been something that's been crucial uh, for me to get to the point where I am in, in the last few years is being able to understand how to you know bring in people to leverage not only your time, what um, systems and implement automation in there. And um, Rocket Fuel talks about, you know, being bringing in that that person. Um, there's one here that I, I can't remember the name that I'm looking for specifically because, and hold on one second. Oh, that, there we go. <clears throat> I don't know why I couldn't remember the name. The E-Myth by Michael Gerber. Um, wow. Yeah, that that's a great one. Um, again, that talks about you know, systems, processes, how to, you know, build a business that doesn't necessarily rely on you uh, specifically. Um, let me see. There's a lot here. Um, I, I have a lot of real estate stuff that applies to, and then maybe not to digital marketing, but yeah, I would, I would go off of those. Uh, um, those are kind of uh, some of the good ones. Um, how Elrod, this is kind of a more mindset one. That was a great one. It's called the miracle morning. Um, so yeah, those are just a few that I would, I would recommend if, You know, anybody wants to hit me up afterwards, I'm more than happy to share my library of books with with anybody that asks. Uh Oh, I think we got a a freeze there.
0: Uh, I really, I, mean, I really apologize for that, brother. My network is so bad. Like the weather condition is so bad; it's completely raining. I was also like a bit down for this thing, but fortunately, it happened. The power is gone. Yeah, just come sir. You're good. Second no, second.
1: You're,
0: you're yeah, good. that's awesome. And yeah, brother, I appreciate that. And yeah, like one of the best books are like the image and the Four Hour Quick very inspiring mm-hmm. regarding the yep. entrepreneurship, right? So, yep. and also like, I really admire it You one thing, which is automation. Like not, not a lot of people love automation. Like why do you think automation is so important in business?
1: Yeah, it's, um, you know, here's the, here's the biggest problem for most people. Like right? we have a certain amount of time that we can allocate towards doing stuff. And I'll give you an example. Like last night I was working on a project and, I tend to work late in the evenings um, just because a lot of time during the, the evenings I get like alone and my email is not blowing up. Um, so the reality of it is we have you know so much time within a day that we can allocate towards stuff and it continues to be a lot of stuff that keeps piling up in terms of things that we need to try to get accomplished. Like anybody will sit there and say, Hey, I have a list of things to do. And that list will have some things tomorrow that typically you still have to do from yesterday. Right? So the reason I'm a big fan of automation is because I try to implement, um, systems and processes within the business that help me eliminate tasks of which I'm doing on a reoccurring basis. Um, a lot of that is, you know, when you're talking about your sales mechanism, when it's talking about leveraging people to actually, be able to handle the things that you should not be doing on a daily basis. Um, you know, there, there are times where people don't understand, you know, there are some things that you should absolutely not do. One of the first things that I learned as I started the agency, um, was that I didn't need not need to be doing my books on a regular basis. Uh, it was just a, a lot of time and it wasn't, uh, contributing to the growth of the company. So I went out and hired a bookkeeper. Um, and I did that and found out that I had made a couple of mistakes internally as well so you know not only was i trying to do something that i wasn't a, a master of but you know i was making mistakes and it was taking my times where i you know i try to put in a system where i can now automate it and pay for the automation of it now that automation is not you know a a, a system per se or software it's another person actually executing that task so anytime that you can lever you know use leverage or automation into your your business is going to help you scale and that's why I'm a big fan. Yeah
0: that, that that does really make a lot of sense brother that makes a lot of sense actually that makes a lot of sense uh yeah I really like that concept of having automation because I think the way to scale any kind of business is having automations right a one person or like maybe a couple of team like when they don't do any kind of automation I don't think they can scale for a longer they should be yeah. having some automation right and brother like I want to know one key thing like what is your vision for future like what is your end goal here? Like, like, and also like your vision, what keeps you motivated to achieve that vision? That's also my next question.
1: Yeah. So long term for me is vision is, um, you know, being able to get back and, and and I know that sounds a little cheesy, but I mean, I had a friend, um, real good friend of mine. I looked up to him. He was like a brother to me, passed away suddenly a couple of years ago. And one of the things that always resonated with me, it was the fact that he told me, um, a story that, that his, family, one of his family members had told him, which was the graveyard is one of the richest places on the face of the earth. And I, and I asked him, I said, what do you mean by that? And he goes, well, he's like, you know, in, in his situation, his his father was a, a big barbecue guy uh, or his grandfather, um, but uh, never ended up passing down the recipes to uh, any of the family members. He kind of just knew everything in his head. And, and then like, when oh. he passed away, he took it in the grave, he said. So I remember, he goes, I remember as a kid, you know, what, you know, certain things tasted like and even to this day, I'm still trying to manufacture to get to that exact taste of what my grandfather, you know, used to serve me as a kid. And he was all, that always, you know, resonated with me. He's like, so one of the things from him that he always taught me was, you know, if you have ideas, concepts and stuff um, and skill set, why wouldn't you pass that down to a younger generation? So for me, it's always being able to sit there and say, you know, like in this situation, in this call, like, what can I do for somebody else that's going to help them accelerate their life to get to a point that where maybe I'm at, at the age of, you know, 42, but yourself, you can get there by the age you're 22. You know, Uh, if I can do something like that for, for other people, uh, then I think, you know, not only will you be better off, but you know, the world in general is going to be better off. Um, We'll just be able to accelerate our growth as, as a united world um, versus, you know, trying to play, play this game as an independent. So.
0: totally totally appreciated brother like one of the greatest vision i have ever seen like helping younger people to achieve the success right like yeah that doesn't really make sense like people having all the knowledge and like never sharing it doesn't make any sense like when they pass away that's gone the business is gone the ideology is gone like the whole knowledge he generated like had throughout his life is gone completely right and Brother, I know you are a very successful entrepreneur and digital marketer here, but I'm very sure, as you mentioned earlier, you had like, you did compulsory like at least some mistakes, right? So, like, uh, can you just let me know what were your like, maybe three or any certain number of mistakes you did in your life?
1: <laughs> yeah, I've made a lot of mistakes in my life. Um, mistakes. Uh, one was trying to go at something by myself. Um, you know, again, there's a great quote I just shared with another call, another buddy of mine that I was on a call with right before this. Um, it, it's and I might butcher it off the top of my head but um, it's if you want to go fast go alone if you want to go far go together and so wow. really what that for me anyway how I you know I interpret that is you know if you're going to build any company or any system um, you're going to need a team because again you're not skilled at everything that that uh, you want to do or that you're going to need to do in order to be successful in business. Um, and that goes with anything in life, right? Um, so always look at, you know, one of the mistakes that that I would look at if I had to go back and say, get to mentor faster, you know, reach out to somebody who's at that level where you want to succeed and ask them how they got there. Right. Um, the other thing is being able to, um, just understand and comprehend, um, you know, people a little bit better. So, What I mean by that, one of the mistakes that I could sit there and say, you know, when I was younger, I would, you know, be quick to make decisions. Um, You know, part of that was, you know, emotionally driven. Um, But as I've gotten older, I've been able to understand that even in situations where you may not want to, you know, take on a project or, you know, make a decision, like in your mind, you might have already made that decision. It's not necessarily good to sit there and say what... That answer is right away. You know, maybe there's a way that you can convey that. Say, hey, you know, let me let me consider this. I'll think back and see, you know, if it's the right time to get back with you on things. Um, so that that would be one of the other things. Um, let me see. Uh, I would implement one of the other mis- uh, mistakes that I would say is I would up- implement automation a lot faster as well. Um, I would have implemented that a lot sooner in my business um, because that's been one of the growth drivers um, in in the business. So those three makes a lot of sense. makes a lot of sense
0: brother. like let me like let me ask you one thing when did you got your first mentor like
1: uh like when did you got your first mentor in your life uh when uh, t- i mean i think yeah oh in a certain niche ask me again yeah. i'm sorry
0: no no i was asking you when did you like got a personal mentor who mentored you one-on-one at which age like uh how young you were when you were starting with a mentor?
1: Yeah, Yeah, I would say, um, you know, again, my, my good buddy, Mike, who passed away, he was a mentor to me in a lot of ways because um, he was, you know, he was about 12 years older than I was. Um, so him being able to, he had entrepreneur, started his own business, had went through uh, some struggles, him telling me like stuff that I was hitting on a regular basis. And, you know, I won't forget it. I mean, one of the, the, the biggest things that he told me when I was younger, and, and I made a lot of money when I was younger. Um, in my 20s and whatnot, um, I remember getting on the phone with him and, and telling him how, you know, I was out in Vegas and we just, you know, Memorial Day weekend, meeting a couple other buddies that spent X amount of money, you know, on bottle service and what celebrity was at the table next to us. And he said, <laughs> yeah. and he said, B, he said, Brennan, he's like, why are you spending your money like an idiot? And I stopped. I'm like, what are, what are you talking about? He was uh, all, <laughs> you know, look at me when you first met me. Right. He goes, I was super wealthy. Right. And I was like, yeah, he goes and look at me now. I don't have that same amount of money. He goes, I used to do all that stuff. He's like, you know, you met me when I was, you know, partying up. And I was like, that's true. And from that point forward, um, you know, I, I became ultra conservative and conscious of how I would spend my money um, because, you know, here's one mistake that I think that, you know, society teaches us is essentially go to school, get an education, go work. And then you make all this active money, right? Yes. <laughs> Your active money should- your active money should not go to buy purchases of stuff that makes you feel good for a short amount of time. So the, you know, buying a new car is the big houses, all that stuff. Look, you're going to have a little boost in terms of excitement on there and then it just becomes a liability. Your active income should be passive incomes. You should be buying passive assets. And what I mean by that is per your active income should buy things that produces more income for you. And once you get that, that build assets exactly so that was one of the one of the key things that um i can attribute to him as as a mentor at me at a young age so it wasn't like you know i went out and you know found a guru or anything else like that that came from within somebody (laughs) in my own circle and experiences that were a little bit older and i think you know for most people if they look internally around who's around them they will be able to find somebody who can mentor them at least into one thing whether it be your relationship finances um, something yeah. internally you know they can find somebody around them that can help them you know grow as an individual so um yeah that's one thing that i would say as far as a mentorship that's that's probably that, you know, that makes a lot of sense. sense yeah i wish like uh, your friend was uh, alive
0: with you but uh, unfortunately sorry for that and also like have a quick question for you like do you like any business people who are already killing it like uh, your visionaries or someone like that like like let me know your number, like any type five entrepreneurs which you like or which maybe you admire, something like yeah,
1: that. Yeah, yeah. So um, you know, Russell Brunson obviously is a, a big one. Um, you can see I got yeah. right on and obviously we're part, <laughs> part of that community yes. as well. So um yeah, Russell, you know, I, I appreciate and learned a lot of stuff from him um to be able to grow. There's been, you know, a lot of other people that are not well named or well known um entrepreneurs that that mm-hmm. I can attribute stuff to. And there are other people that like I see in Facebook groups that I learn stuff from every other single day. I mean, you know, when we first started talking, you know, I was asking you about your ClickFunnels acquisitions, of yes. OFA, of right. Mm. And it's like, um, you know, yeah, uh, Would somebody label you as a guru. I don't know. But you know, it's like, you know, there's always stuff to learn from everybody. We always learn stuff. And you know, the thing is like, One thing that I might learn from a a, another entrepreneur that might not be, quote unquote, guru, you know, might have exponential response um, or results on my business to whereas like if they applied it to their business, there's there's just micro. So um, that's that's when I say learn from everybody. And so part of my answer is, you know, everybody is an entrepreneur that uh, have an influence on me Um, to name a couple other ones. I would say Brad Martin. At uh, sixth division, Ollie Bilson. Um, he's he's one that I learned a lot of stuff from as well. Frank Kern, um, you know Billy Jean. Uh, you know, um, you know, been in his community for a number of years. I so learned some stuff over there as well. Um, so let's just name a, a, a couple. You know, a couple other ones that. Uh, um, yeah, you know, we learn a lot of people,
0: right? So it's very hard to point out at least five or something like that. But yeah, I really appreciate it. It's like. Mm, that open thing which you just mentioned like a lot of people will be like oh I know everything I don't need to learn I'm already doing six figures hundred thousand dollars and they will be stopped learning and that's where they actually stop that's yeah. the important and they start going again they decrease their revenue or maybe some problems arise but you are a genuine learner who always includes like literally i realized that when you even messaged me like how I was how i was making OFS, That 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 took my attention like something like crazy and i have another quick question for you brother. Yeah, go for like what was your biggest achievements in your life and your achievements and what you want to achieve in future these are two quick real quick questions
1: yeah. Yeah. So I would say biggest achievements is being able to, you know, be in business for 10 years. Like I haven't been back to corporate America actually for 11 years. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, when you look at that in perspective of clients that like last 10 years in general, um, it's very few. And I've not only been able to do it for one company, but I have another, you know, software company that's been in business for five years. So huge achievement on that. And I've, uh, you know, I, I'd like to say I've done it by myself. Um, it, it wasn't by myself. You know, obviously I had a lot of you know, friends, coaches, mentors um, that have helped me. You know, education I have paid for along the way that's helped me get there. But um, the reality is, you still have to put in the work. So that that's been a big achievement uh, for me to be able not to be, um, you know, back to that, you know, painful set of you know working for corporate America. Um, that's something, <laughs> that, you know, knock on wood. You know, you know, I don't ever plan on going back to. So uh, that's one. <laughs> what was the question? sorry what was the other that was the second part of that question yeah okay
0: okay what was the next goal like maybe you have another goal to achieve maybe a short-term goal or a long-term goal something like that so you already achieved this thing you you quit your corporate america lifestyle and you're having your internet entrepreneurship very well like well-established business so what's your next goal maybe something yeah, like that
1: yeah so one of the one of the target goals that we have right now that uh that's on the the horizon is acquisition of more companies so I'm looking at, uh, you know, essentially buying a Facebook ad agency, a couple more uh, SaaS companies as well. So that's kind of the short term goal for us within the next, uh, you know, six to 12 months is to do as many acquisitions as we can as possible on, you know, things that kind of fit our our long term goal. Super cool. Super
0: cool. Brother. Excitement, excitement, right? So another question for you, bro. Like Like, let's say you are having some suggestions to Twenty-year-old Brennan or someone who is just starting off, what would be that main suggestion would be?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, first one would be find a mentor. Um, and the number two would understand the the element of automation. And I would say that those are probably, yeah, those are two big things. And then understand that at, you know again, if you're going to um, have goals, look at what that long-term goal is. Reverse engineer that goal to whereas you're able to measure the uh, the metric of moving forward towards that goal on a daily basis. And what I mean by that is, you know, if you're going to do a million dollars a year, well, you know, it's eighty-three, you know, thousand a month. You know, how are you going to sit there and make that per week, right? What do you need to make per day? What is the product that you're going to sell in order to fulfill that? What is the sales process that that's going to get fulfilled on? Um, so, you know, understanding those elements. Um, in order to be able to achieve your goals would be the the other thing that I would sit there and tell myself is, is you know, make sure you map out a, a plan and a process to the point that where, you know, if you hit that, if you hit your goal every single day, you don't have to look up and say, where am I headed? Because, you know, you're on the to <laughs> yes. so you reach your goal. Yes.
0: That that mentioned very perfectly. Like you, you're mainly saying about revenue projection and have goals. Hit them very hard each and every single day. Like have that continuity and consistency while you're achieving your goals, so that you, you never wanted to look back and say like, "Oh, I was procrastinating." We should be never that guy, right? Yeah. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. And brother, like, 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 where you want to be at 60 year old? Like, very curious. I really like to uh, like ask ask this question to you. Like, where you want to be at 60 year old?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Sixty year old me is playing golf uh, and traveling a lot. So I'm, I'm, I, sixty year old me is playing golf on uh, on numerous uh, beach courses around the world. Um, probably have been on a yacht here, in there, and I probably I probably never see winter. I can tell you that much. I'm probably traveling all the way all around the world between New Zealand, uh, you know, Australia, yeah <laughs> interesting interesting
0: I and mean, like how many countries have you already visited in, in in this 42 years
1: you know what somebody asked me that the other day and i don't know the number but it's been uh in the last 10 years um i've done a lot a lot of countries yeah I've, i'm off the coast <laughs> I've been dealing for a couple few weeks um yeah i mean typically i try to take vacations for out of the country two weeks at a time unfortunately this year i'm not doing any trying to travel you know i was i was headed because back of corona. Yeah, yeah. i was i mean it's you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I've so we'll yeah, been to India.
0: I think you definitely be right. Actually, I haven't. I've
1: been invited to India multiple times. My development teams based out there. Um, I, that is one place I have not been yet, but it, it's it's on it's on the list. Wow! Super excited. Just let me know when
0: you're visiting India. I would love to come and meet you. <laughs> yeah, brother. So the next question for you is like everyone has an inspiration, right? Like uh, we will admire someone and be like, oh, like I want to become that guy. And also there will be some people who will be pushing us to achieve that goal. So this question for
1: you is, who is your inspiration for success and who are
0: the key people involved in success?
1: Yeah, well, I'll kind of use this one. And and again, you know, may may sound a little corny, but uh, my mother, I mean, she raised three kids, um, you know, essentially by herself. And she, my mother runs a, Charter school, uh, two charter schools in California. But, you know, that's that's kind of what she does now. Back in the day, like when we were growing up, that wasn't the case. Um, You know, she struggled to raise three kids on her own. And, you know, my sister runs a company. My brother works for Amazon. He heads up the AWS system over there um, in in San Francisco. Um, So, you know, my sister, like I said, my sister does well. I obviously do well. Um, and then she's running two charter schools that are nationally recognized in, in California. Um, so she's uh, part of my inspiration because like I look at what she was able to do and like, to me, it's just like any woman, like all you moms out there that raise your kids, whether it's alone or, or with somebody like kudos to you, because I had to babysit my nephew for three days. And I'm telling you, that's the craziest, hardest thing that I ever had to do in my, my lifetime. Um, so, you know, I can appreciate that. And so I, I have a lot of respect and, um admiration for you know a lot of women that are out there you know trying to hold down the household and raise your kids at the same time because that's very very difficult um I don't know. I hope, did that answer your question? What was the other part of the question on that? Yes, yes, yes.
0: I Like, yeah, you answered it a very well way. Like, your main inspiration was your mother, and that key person involved was also ultimately mother. And any other people, like maybe your team and project manager, yeah, ultimately they will be there, right? Yeah, or, yeah. Uh,
1: no, yeah, I mean, as far as helping me get to the path that I'm at, I mean, you know, my project manager, and I'll name her by, you know, name a lot of people, you know, that that work, our clients, they know her. Michelle, she, I couldn't have done, you know, a lot of what we have today without her. She's She's kind of, you know, the quarterback that runs the team. Um, so yeah, I think it's, it's important like, you know, to have those type of people around because again, if you're, you're only successful as you know, your team. So, um, yes. you know, if, if we all work together, like if some something breaks in the system, then, you know, we're all, you know, being affected. So, um, yeah, it's, those are the key people involved with, with me on my team. Yeah. Super cool.
0: And like, I have a quick question for you. Like, how do you hire people who are accountable with you? Like I see a lot of people who learn and who jump off and maybe join someone someone else or start their own. Like how do you keep people accountable stick with you for long run? Like how do you train them in that way?
1: Yeah. So I think a lot of it has to come with culture. Um being able to recognize that like even though I might be looked at as the boss, I'm just one individual that is here to help make them better. Um, and what I mean by that is, you know, my I know that I am, like, if my team fails, I fail. Like, it's uh, there's been countless situations um, that we've had a, a problem um, where it was a team member who made a mistake, and I have to take responsibility for that. And what I mean by that is the only reason that they made a mistake is because, I didn't put the systems and processes in place, so they couldn't make that mistake. Because if it was yeah. so clear that they understood that they just had to do X, Y, Z, there would have been no mistake done. So um, I look at those type of you know things and say, hey, you know, that's that's for me things that I need to put in you know order um, to make sure that we all operate as a unit.
0: Hmm. That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. And like, can you please explain about your software solution company, uh, Review Kangaroo, something yep. like that?
1: Yeah. So Review Kangaroo Basically. is an online um, review management software that does employee-based reviews. Um, long story short, we work with uh, a lot of different people who engage with customer service, mainly in the service industry where um, you would send like your tech, your plumber, your AC guy out, your roofer out to uh do an inspection or servicing another job uh, or service a job and then uh, what happens is they are left the review on the employee versus the actual company and what happens is that uh, ultimately gives a little bit better review um uh, for your business and then get pushed out to google but also it works as an employee management tool on the back end so now you're able to see you know if let's say john versus barry um you know how they engage with your your customers while they're out customers yeah yeah Yeah. so you know if there's any mistakes being uh, done what happens is the the system will notify you in real time um so you can go ahead and rectify that mistake with the client so um you know works great in terms of that like i said it works great as an employee management tool because now you get to see who your top producers are and when it comes to customer service in in your in your company
0: yes like we can reward them we can we can train them if they are not being good right and also we can say the rating directly not going to the google right we can say the Amazon, we can we can rate them and then we can optimize it perfectly, right that makes a lot of sense and like yep. uh, like how about the NBO? like i really i'm really interested about this stuff as well yeah
1: like so services
0: you provide NBO?
1: yeah so traditionally we started off as an seo agency and we you know grew into obviously developing websites and then optimizing websites based on speed based on conversion Um, And then got into automation. Now we're over the last about two years, we've uh, transitioned into more consulting and and basically doing automation. So now right now we're we're actually working on taking um, all of our and this is what I would recommend to anybody who's in the service industry, like anybody who has an agency that's doing work for clients. uh, We've transitioned into productizing all of our services to be able to just deliver that to our, our clients at a much lower cost. Um, but that way they can implement it internally for their own internal teams. So um, if you're, I'm going to just use a dentist, for example, if you're a dentist and you have um, somebody in your office that, you know, may, her utilization rate of hours may not be as high as you like. Now you wanted to, you know, focus on so- social media. Well, here's the exact blueprint that we would execute for our clients, or here's how to optimize your website. So now when you're sending people there, it increases, you know, conversions. If you're, you know, trying to book an appointment. So, you know, sell something and so forth like that. So, um, yeah, for Envio, we basically turned into like an automation um, company over the last few years, and uh, and now delivering that into uh, products. That's super cool. That's super cool. And
0: really, brother, I have a good question for you. Like. Uh, like what is your opinion on funnels like i see a lot of people who are small business owners still not much educated about like how funnels work like they still use that brag website which doesn't really look good and not optimized with a lot of distractions like uh, what do you think about funnels that they should uh, use a website for their credibility or use funnel as their main domain What's your yeah
1: opinion on this? yeah i think it's a, a combination of both actually i think um I would never run any promotional sales stuff or anything that I'm running paid ads to my main website. That's number one. I would use my main websites for, um, you know, anything you're doing SEO or somebody that's finds you organic. But when you're paying for somebody to drive traffic to, a, a you know, a certain page, you want them to take action on something. And typically it's like why you need my service. Right. So that's where I would implement a funnel. Um, there is, you know, click funnels for anything on your landing pages use your websites we prefer WordPress um, so but I have a hybrid of both of
0: those no, that makes a lot of sense so when you're spending ads or when you're when you're spending money to acquire a customer better go with funnels which is more persevering and getting more people into your service or product but when you're going with organic have a credibility use a website for more credibility and having that optimization of your website right that makes Correct. a lot of sense yep yeah. Uh, and uh, like any last words, any conclusion for people who are watching, like there are already almost 25 people watching currently and there will be a lot of people who will also watch Reveal uh, Replace. So what's like a lot of people I see mainly in the ClickFunnels community, uh, they're still struggling to make the first book. They're still struggling to get their first client, first work online. They're, they're going through like courses, scams and that kind of stuff. Like what do you suggest to someone? who is like going through this bad time? Because I see a lot of people because of this COVID lost their jobs, getting into ClickFunnels community and paying some uh, like courses and buying software. It doesn't really make sense. They're wasting a lot of money but they're still struggling in the phase without making money. So what do you suggest something to that people? That kind of
1: Yeah, business? yeah. for that person that's just getting started or, or struggling, I would say stop. Like you probably don't, and this goes to like 95% of you guys, you don't need more information right now. And that's where you're going to get over consumed because Consuming information doesn't necessarily mean you're implementing anything, right? And when you don't implement anything, you're not going to have any growth. So stop consuming information because 95% of you guys already know what you need to know in order to make your first couple bucks, right? And so what I mean by that is typically somebody has an idea of what they're good at and how they're going to deliver that solution to somebody else. Um, There's multiple different outlets that you can use that are for free. I mean, LinkedIn, you can do LinkedIn reach out. Um, you can do a cold email reach out um, a lot of times you can cherry pick if you're in, in a service provider and you're trying to like get local clients you know great resources to be able to you know cherry pick off a of groupon all those people are great people if you're like building funnels why because they already have an offer that's typically proven that you can just put online you know on click funnel pages and, and do the yeah. same thing with better copy and guess what they're not paying uh, groupon for it so um, you know, stop the consumption, take more action and implementation.
0: Makes a lot of things like,
1: yeah, this mistakes every beginner does make like they consume a
0: lot of information, like a lot, I mean, a lot, which is a full of head, but they don't even implement single thing. And they brag that they're not making any results, which I don't really personally like, right. That's, that's really interesting. brother. And, uh, uh, so, I think this was an amazing session, brother. I really, really appreciate your time uh, hopping on a call. And also, considering this is my first ever interview, you're so humble. Like, really thank you for hopping on this interview and giving your valuable time for our people who are watching this live session right now. Uh, I hope you guys, uh, you've you had a lot of value in this session. And uh, if you have any quick questions, I was going to
1: say, yeah, we got a couple can... minutes. So, I'm more than happy to stick around for Yeah, time. yes, but, yes, but, yes. I was, I was
0: going to that. So, yeah. uh, like people who want to ask quick questions they can just comment right now like Brennan would be happy to answer you guys just let me you know guys and also i would be also putting the river kangaroo link uh in in the comments if anyone wants to have a look uh, any business owners i would definitely recommend you to go guys check it out like you see the guy right
1: <laughs> he's a gangster yeah, it, so yeah, you it, definitely it, love it yeah i was going to say even if you're even if you're an agency owner that's looking for a product to sell we do have an affiliate um, platform as well and so we can wow. help you do that we'll do all okay. the fulfillment um, obviously but uh, yeah just just another opportunity there for you guys to sell something if you guys are super
0: struggling cool, to make super up. cool. Yeah, guys. So
1: anyone have a quick
0: question, just do comment on this session so that Brennan would be answering that. And bro, like uh, like I see I see like most of our community are like affiliate marketers as you already know, like they're to into clip affiliated, that kind of stuff. So can you give us an introduction of how Devo kangaroo affiliate system works? Like what in the commission percentage is the recurring or a one-time payment? Like how does this work?
1: yeah yeah so it's an ongoing um as long as the clients are paying it's paid out on on obviously re- the the receivables but uh, yeah it's 40 percent, very much like clickfunnels so if you're familiar with the clickfunnels platform um the only difference really is that we pay out quarterly on that um but yeah we do a lot of the fulfillment um you know we have some agencies that are on a, like a white label platform but that's a much deeper conversation depending on like how big your agency is and so forth but yeah um pretty similar to clickfunnels
0: Wow. Makes a lot of sense. So you pay every quarter, right? Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. So here's a quick question, brother. Like, is it good idea to start multiple
1: uh, businesses at the same time? Right? And, so this comes to that, by- no. One thing. Focus on one thing. Here, here's why, right? Here's, I want you guys to understand this. Let's. I just want you to take a second to imagine what a pizza looks like, right? And now let's look at that pizza and I'll say, okay, hey, we're going to take a slice of this pizza and we're going to focus on you know, actually, let's do this. We're going to take half the pizza and focus on one business, and then we're going to take half the pizza and focus on the other business. Now, let me ask you this. When have you ever seen anybody give 50% of anything and have success? No. You can't give 50% effort and have success. Yes. It's know, very wasn't. hard. It's very hard. So, yeah, mm. yeah, focus on the answer to that. It's just focus on one business at a time. One thing. So you should be building one thing. You
0: should automate everything. It should be a sustainable business for long term. Then maybe you should be trying to create multiple businesses and like Tony Robbins does, right? That makes a lot of. I'll sense. give you a better
1: example. Here, here's an example. When we built out Review Kangaroo, I, it took me 10 months to build that out with the development team. At that point, um, my focus was not on Envio as much. I had the team running that. We lost 600. By the time we ended up, like I remember this because it was in January. By the time we ended up launching Review Kangaroo we had started losing and it came out to $600,000 worth of annual revenue because I was not <laughs> focused in the company. That's insane, bro. Like
0: it was a huge loss, but unfortunately, like, so, so fortunately you built a very good sustainable product, which is Navy Kangaroo, which makes sense, right? Even if they, even if you're losing some revenue, but you built a sustainable software product, which pays you for life. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. And, and here's right. the thing.
1: When the, the, the The change of that was, it was me taking my time away from Envio and building Review Kangaroo, which is all me. Once I got that done, I had given it to my partners to run, um, and then my focus shifted back on Envio, right? Envio, I couldn't, wow. I, yeah, I could have never run both companies simultaneously at the same time as trying to get them at launch. Once you start getting it systems it and outside. process and teams in place, it becomes a lot easier to expand and do either acquisitions or or you know, managing multiple companies, because you're, you're working above the business at that point, not in the business. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Like
0: everyone says this one thing, always work on your business, not
1: in your business. So make sure guys
0: like hit like button for this very, very important thing. And here's a quick question for you, brother. Like what paid traffic source do you prefer, uh, like to drive traffic to any kind of business? Like people always claim, like all of a sudden Facebook ads, like what do you think? What's your opinion on the, the first part of traffic?
1: Yeah, I'm a big I'm a big fan of uh, not paid traffic, actually. I'm a big, it, look, I, the reason I say this is I'm a big fan of free traffic because we primarily started an SEO. Um, also, I'm a big fan of joint ventures. And what I mean by that is find somebody who has your audience. And this goes for everybody who's struggling right now that doesn't have money for ads. Um, go find somebody with that has an email list and say, hey, I'm willing to do a JV with you if we do a promotion together, right? Um, you have a list, I have a product, let's both make money, right? Easiest, easiest thing you're gonna do, right? I don't care if it's a brick and mortar. Like, you can be a pest control company and go team up with somebody that does, um, that has a a maid service, right? It doesn't matter what your niche is. Find out who has the common, um, the common client that you guys both share, and then go reach out to those people. Uh, Now, if you want to talk about paid sources, yeah, you, you know, obviously Facebook's, uh, you know, they're juggernaut. You know, that's that's where everybody's (laughs) at. The other one is uh, YouTube as well. So those would be the yeah. other two that I would I would try to leverage, um, and in wow, some cases, that's awesome. yeah, if you're looking at leads, you know, you might want to leverage something like a like a group a Groupon if you're a local. But it just depends on the industry.
0: Yeah, that completely depends on the industry and the business and niche we're targeting on. That makes a lot of sense. And like uh, my main question here is, I also love like organic traffic, but do you think organic traffic is highly scalable?
1: My main question. Is it highly scalable? Yeah, at, at you know, depending on. Where you're able to, if you're restricted to like sales in a local area, probably not highly scalable. But if you're somebody that's, you know, e-commerce or you're driving or you're selling a digital product um, and you rank for some of the, you know, top ranking keywords that get hundreds of thousands of searches every single month, absolutely. You know?
0: Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. So you you are in love with the SEO, right? That makes a lot of sense. And here is a quick question from one of our viewers. They're asking like whether they should be focusing on their personal brand or initial sales. Like but this should like run for money or like building actual brand what
1: should the yep. main goal first yeah yeah no, that was a great question and uh and i don't know if i have the necessarily the right answer because i'm you know traditionally i'm a sales guy i like being able to sit there and wake up one day and and you know turn turn a phone call into you know money into my bank account <laughs> however i can tell you this um if you focus on your personal branding uh that will scale over the long term more sales for you later it would give you more sell. The sales will be easier the more you put into your personal branding. Um, so it just depends. I think kind of depends on your situation. Like if you're in dire need of money tomorrow, um, focus on sales because personal branding is going to take a while.
0: Yeah, so like personal branding takes a lot of time but it's highly sustainable. When it comes to sales, you can initially bootstrap with money and then you can focus on both together, right? Like sales and the personal brand of the company. That makes a lot of sense. And here's a quick question from one of our viewers. What do you look for copy with your funnels? Like what do you mean? Like I think I believe like 60% of the funnels game is done by the copy part. Like actually more than that. But for instance, with any kind of flat design also like copy does play very important key role inside a funnel. So, what do you mainly look at the copy inside any kind of funnel which you are running?
1: Yeah, this is actually a good one because this is something that I've kind of taken on as a personal project um, for you know last about year or so is how to become a better um, student of copywriting, right? And so we have a couple copywriters that we use um, internally. Um, and you know, one of the guys that I'll, I'll give a quick shout out to, um, is Jim Edwards uh, from Funnel Scripts. So, we we uh we leverage Funnel Scripts in you know some cases. Um, you know, some people have different opinions on that, but you know, Jim is a, another person that uh, I would uh jump in his group and reach out to him because uh he's definitely one of the experts in, in the field on that. But yeah, I we, love
0: Funnel Scripts, yeah. I love Funnel Scripts, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a great tool, especially for somebody to get started. You know, there's a lot of copywriters out there that will sit there and say, you know, hey, I charge, you know, this much money and you look at it and you're like, wow, that's like, you know. Like, okay. well, are so expensive, like
0: tell yeah. You guys, yeah, and, they charge and, a lot actually.
1: Yeah, and here, here's the reality. I mean, and this is just my humble opinion. Like there's a lot of components to the funnel. Like not one person's gonna make or break your funnel. All right, you'll hear somebody talk about, you know, the offer's right, some people will sit there and say, "Is a copyright." I always say, "Is your business right?" You know, there's there's a <laughs> lot of different components that go into it as well. So, yes. um, yeah, it's just a, a bunch of little things that can kind of go into you know what makes the perfect funnel, what makes the um, you know that 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 launch you know successful and so forth like that. So, yeah, just little little something makes a make
0: Yep. Makes a lot of sense. And here's a quick question from one of our viewers. Like he's asking you, like, how can they deliver a lot of value in a very small time?
1: Yeah. So what I would do is um I would recommend doing a lot of like Facebook Lives or um, teaming up with somebody. And you know, again, it just goes back to being able to find who who has your audience already. And I would just do a lot of uh maybe QA or or produce a lot of things that you can offer value to them. Um That will go back to getting people to ask you more questions and and, uh, attract, you know, essentially people that are struggling and, you know, will pay you for your service to help them solve their problem. Wow, that makes a lot of sense. Like This is one of the best strategy, guys, who are watching this live. If you're
0: struggling with your first income online or maybe unable to service or like get clients, just go, like search for people who already have an audience and get a shout out or get a collaboration with a commission-based business, as Brennan mentioned. Um, so I think this was a so valuable session. And if anyone have any more questions, we have more two minutes, so you can quickly ask, or maybe we can wrap this thing up. So what do you think, Brennan?
1: yeah i mean see if any uh, other questions pop in real are,
0: quick yeah 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 like guys if you have any more questions just do let uh, just do comment right now uh, we have two more minutes right now like uh, we need to yeah, yeah where can we find jb's and should we offer the commission per sale or like yeah you should be definitely offering commission what do you think yeah,
1: yeah so so Look, for example, and if this person's still on, just uh, tell me what your niche is, but you can find a lot of Facebook groups that probably have the same audience for you. So let's just say you're a, you know, let's say, say you help freelancers, right? There's a ton of like virtual assistants, freelancer groups out there on Facebook, right? You can, you know. Go in there, contribute a lot of stuff that helps answer people's questions, and then with you know within a couple of weeks, reach out to the uh, the person that owns the site and say, hey, you know I have the solution, I have this product, I would love to team up with you. Um, obviously, you've seen me helping out some of the community. Let's 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 work together. Let's do a Facebook Live in the group, and uh, and then let's offer a product if it you know fits your guidelines, and um, you know sell something and we'll split the commissions that makes a lot of sense so guys whoever on this lab the guy who
0: asked this question as well just go like analyze your needs and join the similar facebook groups and start providing value and when you get that visibility right like when people are saying your name again and again by providing free value they would be subconsciously trusting you and indirectly having a good preframe about you and maybe when you pitch or maybe you give your opportunity to act as a jv something like that they would be open for that right so this was a very good question I think yeah, I think we are done, Brennan. I really, really appreciate your time, brother. Thanks for hopping on this first interview, and uh, I think it was a very, very, very valuable session. And you, 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 you maintained that hype. I, I really love your energy, brother. So, uh, so guys, uh, like, thanks everyone who joined on this uh, session. And uh, like, I personally want to give you a shout out, brother. Like, I, I really thank you so much for hopping on this my first interview. And uh, guys, I hope this made sense, like. Stay tuned for the next interview. Like my brother, Brennan, gave me opportunity for this. And he's advised me to interview a couple of more people who are already killing it. So looking forward, guys. Uh, I hope you have an amazing day, Brennan. Have a good day. Peace.
1: Take care, guys.